This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPO livecast. If Twitter goes down before the show is over, you all can meet me back at Friendster. That's right. Me and my robot pals have been using that place as our personal sex dungeon since your skin suits abandoned it. Plenty of room. And we're definitely not planning to murder you all once you get here, Pinky promise. Our IP live cast starts. Now. I somehow don't feel reassured. Welcome to RIP Livecast, episode 697. You're here with me, Rob. You're with Sid. You're with Darren. We're so excited to have you here. And uh, we have a wonderful show. And my curiosity is all about will our this episode of the show outlast Twitter? Do you really think? I know that's the that's a meme going yeah. around now, but I really don't think like Twitter's going to cease to exist. I think it might become shittier, but I think it'll still uh, be around in some form. Cease, cease to exist is is I don't think so, but I think we're very much uh, going to be see some crashing very soon. Crashing uh, in what sense do you mean? The servers are going to crash. Oh, literal! Oh, literal computer crashing. I thought you meant like in a metaphorical sense. No. Uh, I mean, in the sense that 1,700 employees left, uh, and a lot of their critical services teams have quit. So uh, right now things are functioning, but you know, like like with an old car engine, it just takes one thing to tip over, and everything's going to break. See, if you had told me this, and let's say this was maybe two years ago, before Elon Musk was involved, and it's just someone told me a bunch of people are going to get fired from Twitter. And chaos is going to happen. I would think it would be like relatively easy to just hire more people to take those seats, and maybe they wouldn't do as good of a job, but it would keep the lights on. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I think there's a big misconception there. This is something that I feel a lot of people share this opinion. And uh, before we get into this, let's let's backtrack a little. It's been two weeks since we talked about. It. We didn't talk about it last week. We did. We last touched on it. I think. Uh, but I think. Uh, <laughs> When we last left it, it was right before they were going to launch the Twitter Verified for public consumption. And we wondered if it would go well or if people would start creating fake accounts and all chaos would ensue. I would I would argue that second thing you said is the system going well. That's the most fun thing about it. Is that people well, that is what happened. And it was an amazing <laughs> moment on Twitter. Uh, a bunch of stocks crashed because people created fake accounts in their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Lilly, a, a medical company. Uh, somebody created a fake account saying that insulin is free. And just because of that tweet and them having to post a tweet saying, uh, no, <laughs> sorry, uh, it started creating all this awareness about how much uh, they're overcharging for insulin and their stock crashed. Uh, there was also, I believe, Lockheed Martin. Wait, can, uh, the weapons you company. really you really think that the stock crashed because people realized they were charging too much? I think it was not that. Isn't that a reason was, for the stock to go up? Like, wow, they're making that much profit. I want to get no, in on that. It makes no, negative PR. They start, 
It started, yeah, it, it created a negative publicity machine. And what happens is when there's negative publicity, the stock market is very sensitive. They just assume, oh, this negative publicity means they're going to be losing business, which means the value of the company. Like, Where are you going to go? They're, 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 how are they losing They're not business? thinking right now. This is how dumb the stock market is. They're thinking, where will uh, things be in three months? So they're predicting shit is going to go bad for them because of this one little tweet. And so uh, it's dumb. a self-fulfilling Jesus. prophecy because yeah. so many people felt that way. They got out. They were like, we're done. We're not going to we're not going to keep our eggs in this basket. And the, the stock tanked. Now, again, this is all relative money. Like the stock could have, for all we know, recovered in two days and it's back to where it, it was. But uh, well, let's check. That day would have been a great opportunity to buy low on that stock. That's a great, it, exactly. Uh, if you want to take part in, in extorting people for insulin, that was your that was your opening. You are seeking like a traitor there, Sid. And yes, it did recover. Of so course, on the yeah. five, but did it recover to the same level it was at? Completely. Yeah. So at the big on Monday. Oh wait, hold on. Let's see here. Okay, so I see. No, it did not yet recover fully. Yes. So it was. Uh, it's one month high is three sixty eight seventy two, and that was before, uh, which was, was that which was right before the tweet. it was right before the 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 tweet, and then I see the crash, and the the crash took it from three sixty eight to three fifty two, and now at the end of this week it's at three sixty one. So it has not fully recovered it's from a, a joke tweet, but it's on the it's, way. But yeah. still, just that just that somebody paid eight dollars, made a joke, and killed billions of dollars of market value for people is it's a wonderful ridiculous. it's a wonderful thing but i think uh, what a house of cards this all is so well, it does show that about the stock market but it shows something about twitter too which is that for all we're joking around about it and this is a funny situation but it is a very powerful thing like it it, yeah. it does a yes good, it can do a good service or a shitty service and it's just a tool but it's a very powerful tool, and I think we should really be appreciative of Twitter, even though it can be a cesspool at times. Uh, quick man cometh asks, I wonder if the person who impersonated Eli Lilly could be liable for damages. If you could find them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Get the credit card information off the yeah. $8. Uh, but also, I don't think, I don't think, I think the account could argue that it was parody. That it of was course. A in a, so in a court I, of law, yes. They yes, can be banned is, from Twitter, is. though. Yes. Uh, so just to catch up. So that's all on the fun consumer side. On the business side, uh, things – it must have been hell working at Twitter uh, because – so he just start Musk started just tweeting about, hey, sorry, uh, Twitter is so slow on Android or something like that. It's because of this. And then engineers started responding to him on Twitter, explaining to him how wrong he was. Engineers that work for Twitter. Work for Twitter. Yes. His employee publicly <laughs> called him out for it. Uh, in one example, and then uh, somebody was like, shouldn't you be doing this in a private forum to the employee? And the employee clapped back, well, shouldn't he be asking this in a private forum? If Why is he asking it in a public forum? And then some other uh, non-Twitter employee snitch tagged Elon Musk. So they tagged Elon Musk and they were like, how could you let someone talk to you like this or something like that? And then Elon Musk responded to this random nobody. He's fired. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, then, and then he also started firing people who started uh, clapping back at him in the private Twitter Slack. Slack is, of course, a 
communication tool the businesses use to chat with each other. And uh, after that, he created, he sent an email on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, that he expects everyone to work hardcore. <laughs> Do you and, want more? And, and the, you have to be in the office. You have to like work, you know, expect long hours and, and be a part of a vision, a vision which he didn't define. Well, he doesn't know what Bas- it is. Basically, he's like, you just have to basically bend the knee to me. And at the end of this email that he sends, there was a form saying you have until tomorrow at 5 p.m. to respond. Uh, and if you say yes, you're with us. If you say no, uh, you, three months severance, no questions asked, goodbye. And then uh, I was out, but I just, uh, uh, people started messing with me like, hey, you see what's going on? And so what I saw what happened was in the Twitter Slack, the the communication tool that all the people that work at Twitter use together, people were posting the salute emoji to say that, like, you know, they're jumping so, off the ship. <laughs> and thousands of, hundreds and thousands of people posted this. Not hundreds of thousands, hundreds or, or to a thousand people. Uh, and it ended up that the majority of the remaining employees <laughs> had quit. And the only people that didn't quit are basically people that are either here on work visas from other countries who have like a family member with some sort of ailment where they need the insurance or some, they have some sort of thing like that. Like their wife is pregnant or they're pregnant. Uh, uh, so people who work for Twitter get laid. There's apparently like 200 employees left now, Darren, to your point, what was the question that, that, you, that you asked at the, at the beginning of my rant? I, I, I sort of forgot it. You would I, think uh, something would about think it not crashing if, or something? If, if all these people went on a mass exodus, I would say I can certainly envision that the, sister, the company might run more, a lot as smoothly, but I can't imagine they wouldn't fill those seats with someone who's eager to work for Twitter. Well, the thing is, okay. like, who's left to show the new people what the job is? I, that could, the, that's the issue. But, they, but just to keep the, the but, but just thing. to keep it's, the servers from crashing, though, I can see them avoiding. Well, that. no, but but here's the thing: How do you know what to do? You have to go into somebody else's code, mm. and you have to essentially translate it to, to understand like what is. The, there's no one way to write code. You know, everyone has their own method and 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 ways to get from point A to point B. So it wouldn't be just as easy. Hey, I'm a great programmer. All right get in here and fix this. They have to figure out what goes where. And the thing about Twitter is it is a huge, complicated piece of software because it is a worldwide thing. There's many, it it might, I think the fact that it looks so simple uh, is almost misleading because of how, yeah, it's very, it's very deceptively complicated and why I'm thinking. And you like, if I'm just thinking as, let's say, I worked with WordPress, which is a very basic bitch code. Uh, what code is Twitter written in? I believe one of it is OpenGL. I'm honestly not even sure, but it's like next level stuff. It is beyond my knowledge of programming. But so you're just, not going to apply. It's what Lambda uses. Lambda? It's on the new the next uh, level. Server. He actually has a really good uh, system that he built there. He's so a programmer. joke is true. Al- Alex Lamgoat is actually a very good uh, developer. Uh, so props to him. But so what I was trying to say is like my like WordPress, you know, like I work in WordPress, which is very basic bitch coding. Uh, and I can't go like if I download a plugin or an extension for my blog, 
and I want like I open it. I can't just go in willy nilly and edit it. I it, it's not that easy. You have to first understand what the person is doing, where all the files are. It would t- it would take weeks just to train somebody to catch them up to just be on that level. And all of the people to train you are gone. <laughs> There's entire departments that are gone. Like I was reading that like. The the cert like just the most basic of services like the the team that ensures that when you press publish tweet the tweet publishes gone the team that loads the timeline gone so the thing is right now things are working because it's supposed to work that's fine yes but uh, the World Cup is this weekend I believe it's it starts tomorrow and every time there was a World Cup I would always see there would be in engineering blogs and tech blogs, these Twitter developers talking about the unprecedented strain on their servers that the world cup brings, because there's just so many people logged on at one time, trying to do the same things, trying to load these videos. It's, it's a huge bottleneck. And they, they said it would (coughs) continually be the most stressful period while working at Twitter and every world cup, the amount of traffic eclipses the previous world cup. So they had it. Let me just finish this thought. They had this strain with 3000 employees. Now they have 50 to 200 employees. I'm not quite sure what the the full amount is. And they're going to, it'll be a true test of, of if Elon's management style will work, but I, I cannot imagine the site is already having bugs. Have you noticed how replies appear <laughs> above the original tweet? On some no. popular tweets, I'm already seeing it. I never look at replies, so that wouldn't impact oh, well, my experience anyway. I would. That seems counterintuitive to me because it's like the World Cup. Uh, it's not like there'd be a lot of um, Twitter activity on on scoring because you know most of the games are nothing, nothing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you seem like you'd have less uh, less. Uh, no, but tweets people just tweet. Out. People post videos. Also, from there. there's people been a pandemic since out. the last World Cup, so there's just less people <clears throat> in general to tweet. So it well, might not hope. be. They're playing wanna... uh, two on two now. I heard. <laughs> yeah, there's less people to play and less people to tweet about the play. I don't know, but you know the other countries actually handled COVID better, so maybe they have more people than we do. Our what team is, is playing yeah. a two man team. Do we even have a team? Uh yeah. Are we in the I World just... Cup? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't follow this at all, but I, I, I believe so. I, I, I just qualify. I don't know if Team USA qualified. Oh, I thought I, I I just saw a TV ad or something that was like. Charlie Brown kicking the football, like uh, sort of literally. But yeah, they like, are. This is the year the world U.S. might actually win the World Cup. Oh and yeah, they had like it wasn't a news article; it was like a, t- a TV ad for the. Oh, US it was TV. with John Hamm, right? Is was he it? Like I don't know. Commercial. Don't know. He's. Uh, I have paid attention to it's, it. Uh, it's so annoying. I do have some breaking Twitter news Ooh. here, though. Let me just cue. The- oh, I see. Breaking news: Twitter isn't going to pay anyone for working hardcore hours, but the person that works the hardest will get a hardcore belt, uh, which is a wrestling <laughs> belt with a Twitter bird logo on it. <laughs> I would totally believe that. <laughs> it sounds like so right up the uh, Elon Musk alley. Yeah, like I could have just paid you overtime, but I, instead I took that money and made this diamond encrusted belt yeah. to give to one of you. He paid forty-four billion dollars for it, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's worth eight. He bought Sean Penn's Oscar that he was going to give to Zelensky. Oh, and now he's no. just going to give that to the coder of the week. He gets a hold Sean Penn's Oscar for a week. 
Isn't that crazy how you're in the, a war zone, like managing a war, and you can just go to the Grammys and do a little interview on the Grammys? <laughs> that's, so, that's so. Well, was he at the? Is he going to be at the Grammys, or is it like a? No, it's like a telelink. Yeah, he's on the, a video. He's got a FaceTime. FaceTime from the bunker. Mm, the bunker. <laughs> yes. Get interviewed by uh, Drake or some shit. What is this now? This is the people that uh, are left to Twitter here. Oh, no. These are the remaining. Oh, my that's God. all of them. That's the whole. <laughs> that's that's basically all. That's Because they had a mandatory in-office uh, meeting or something. This is just 40 Elon Musk's. Oh, he found that <laughs> technology. SpaceX yeah. can clone himself, but they yeah. does—they don't come out looking like Elon Musk. That's well, he well, could, I think... like you—you ch- you could change the nationality, but it's still oh, it's, the same. It's like a slide. It's like it's like creator wrestler. It's like a slider bar. <laughs> is that Vince Gilligan holding the camera, like right up front? <laughs> what is like, this is what he's doing after Better Call Saul. It does seem like uh, these—the people in the photo, the majority of them seem to be uh minorities <laughs> which kind of uh, yeah. plays into the idea that the, these are people on visas who don't want to lose their visas or did elon just look at the room full of bros and say all right minority people up front so this picture looks more diverse yeah how many women do we see i see one woman two women oh no two women three, i see a dude a three. dude that looks like kevin smith in the back right oh yeah, this might be a woman <laughs> right here four uh, right, Smith. What if what if uh, Vince Gilligan's next show is like a Nathan Fielder thing where he does it like a, a real life documentary drama about uh, about uh, the inside of Twitter? Oh, my God. Wasn't that just Silicon Valley? I guess. Yeah, kind of. But the people don't know they're on a show in this one. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm hoping that it stays working and he just same i don't want twitter to go away it completely goes away i love well he said he was he's a he, so at some point this week he was being deposed there's some sort oh, of I thought he said deported back to <laughs> south africa yeah. uh i'd also be okay with that uh here we go quick man cometh on top of all the traffic there's all the storage of all that data that gets uploaded the archiving of that data and eventually having to add more servers to handle it they likely have server farms all over the world they need to monitor and maintain him cutting loose so many people is pretty foolish that's exactly it there's all of this server main there's all of these things that go into server maintenance that are completely above our heads because we're not high end server engineers or anything like that and all those people are gone they have no human resources department in twitter now so basically all of us we can put the we worked at twitter for seven years and they have no one to reach out to to make sure that's true or not there's no oh, wow. human resources department there's no communications department uh just put one, a check no, next to it there's yeah I, I read i read that the entire accounting department quit which then puts into question who is going to pay these people severances <laughs> who's going to process all of them nobody like all of these departments are just like, you know what, Elon, we're out. And honestly, I do not blame any. If I am working at Twitter, I see what has been going on these last three weeks mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm being treated like a piece of meat, mm-hmm. uh, being forced to work long hours on these on these brain dead ideas. Pizza's here. Pizza. Who's got company? It's his phone. I don't know. Let's see who's here. But no, it's a, it's my doorbell. Uh, but um, oh, you have a camera outside. You have a ring. What do you got there? 
I have a Ufi. It's not a ring. The, the ring has a monthly subscription. The Ufi is free. Open source. Like it's just a, it's a one time. Uh, I don't think it's open. I think I believe Amazon still owns it or, or like some whatever. But so who was it? Uh, it's an Amazon delivery. Oh, what'd you order? It wasn't for me. We, we have one doorbell for the entire. Uh, Rob just bought Twitter for three billion dollars. <laughs> I wish it was just I delivered. Uh, so what I was saying was um, he was deposed and he said that he doesn't plan to be the CEO of Twitter. He wants to hire somebody to be the CEO. Oh, and what I was saying is as an engineer, if I was told, hey, you can either like pledge your loyalty to me and, and come with me into this complete unknown where I just make absurd requests and you have to drop everything and do them or i just pay you for three months so you can have three months to find a job which do you take well if you think you're one of the few people that are going to do that then sure but if you're going to be now competing with three thousand other co-workers for those new jobs Hmm. and you can't apply at twitter because you just fucking left there so you got to go somewhere else then it might be tricky finding a new work right i don't think it's that tricky i think there's plenty of work for engineers and coders in it, it, but you, you do bring up a good point. It is a tough job, job market. A lot of other, like Facebook just laid off a few yeah. thousand employees. It's There's not, a lot uh, of people like in that field looking for work right now. It's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just we'll can't see. get over that, that picture of Elon Musk standing <laughs> with like all every different minority possible. <laughs> it just reminded me of, remember that Andrew Cuomo video where he was like, I am a New Yorker. I am gay. I am <laughs> yes. a woman. Well, I, I am a Muslim. This. What? Uh, you don't remember uh, this? No. I, I'm queuing oh. it up. Oh, oh my God. Is Wait, is this Cuomo or Randy Rainbow doing a parody? No, literally. No, he, gave, he gave a speech. I got saying, it. I am a I gay am person. Oh, I am no. gay. I am disabled. <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> Hold on, let me find the full context. He was trying to say, like, I'm going to protect the rights of those people, but oh, it shows boy. the worst possible way <laughs> to do it. Is this from, like, the COVID era or before? I think it might have, correct me if I'm wrong, no. Rob. I think it was when he got elected, maybe. Like the first time? Yeah, before oh, wow. any of that shit happened. Maybe yeah. I'm, I might be wrong. I this is a, a clip from four years ago. So, yeah, it had to be when he, when he was, or this might have been when he was running against, uh, Cynthia Nixon? Name? Yes. I think it was a- after he was already the governor. Oh, it is? Though. Okay, here's yeah. the, here's a little more context. I am a Muslim. Oh, no. It's As a not. New Yorker, really. I am Jewish. As a New Yorker, I am black. I am gay. Whoa. I am disabled. I, I want to be clear. This is another show playing the clip, so that oh. clapping or whatever. It's and, it, yeah. and it says desperate plea for votes. So I guess yeah. he, Sid was right. He was not elected yet. Or he might have. This might have been like one of his re-elections. He, was, he had a oh. few terms, right? Oh, two. Well, this is four years ago. This video is from four years ago. Yeah, Yeah, so this is probably like the re-election. Yeah, so we're both right then. Yeah. I am a woman seeking to control her health and her choices (laughs) because as a New Yorker, we are one community. I love how he has the... Wouldn't it be... Sorry for the Wouldn't it be a woman uh, seeking to control my choices if he's the woman? Yeah, he'd... Think about (laughs) Whoever wrote that script didn't do the best job. Play that last one. Hold on. As a New Yorker. You got it? You hear it? Yes. Yeah. I am a Muslim. As a New Yorker, I am Jewish. As a New Yorker, I am black. (laughs) 
I am gay. I am disabled. I am a woman. I am gay. <laughs> seeking to control her health and her choices. Because as a New Yorker, we are one community. What if... Uh... <laughs> Uh, what if, uh, what I was going to say, what if the, the, the woman has they pronouns? Why, why, why? That wasn't a thing in 2018. That wasn't invented yet. Give him a break. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't hang around with ladies like that. (laughs) That's not his concern. Okay. He hangs out with traditional women that like to be felt up. Yeah. Good, good time claiming that no. No trans women like to be felt up. Is that what you're saying? Not by Andrew Cuomo. They have standards. Hmm. What are you, some kind of a turf? <laughs> I, I think I think uh, trans people would like to be excluded from getting felt up by Andrew Cuomo. So on that, in that count, then turf is okay. That's the one can- way. Well, I think most cis women would like to be excluded from that, too. Oh, speaking uh, I, of turf, I think you're more of a. I gotta share a very quick side anecdote that because turf came up, and you guys tell me if what I did was right or not. So, I was walking by my bookshelves earlier this morning, and I noticed on top on the top shelf we had like a Harry Potter box set that was my my wife's, and so I noticed that like before like the the spines of the books were facing out in the box set so you could see like the titles the author whatever and i noticed they were turned so you just saw like the pages you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i turned away from like did you like flip all the harry potter books for some reason and she was like yeah i just i didn't want to have to see that shitty lady's name and all that stuff and i was like (laughs) then just throw them out like That's it's still up answer, there. The yeah. box is still up there. I now it's well, just like weird and gray looking and ugly. Like what was not aesthetically though? pleasing to you, Sid? She didn't really have an answer. She was just like, but that seems like a waste of money. I'm like, but you already read them. I'm not gonna read them. Like, what are you gonna pass them on to some child to read this shitty woman's books? Like, no, you're not. So just throw it out. She's like, yeah, I guess all right. Oh, good. <laughs> convinced. And did she throw them out? I th- I think not yet, but I will make sure that go happens. and throw them out now. <laughs> I would have said to throw those out before she was a turf anyway. Huh. Just, just throw them out because they're <laughs> Harry Potter books. Yeah, I yeah, I, I missed the boat on those, and I'm quite happy with that now. <laughs> but maybe we could give them away to a lucky listener who hates trans people. Anybody oh. who <laughs> who's listening to the show who wants. Uh, uh, it would be COD. I'm not paying to send these books to you, but if you would like to pay to have these books sent to you, maybe I'll autograph my name over JK Rowling's name, something like that. Yeah. But just send your billing info and we'll get the Twitter accounting department to process that payment. SK Rowling. <laughs> I'd say that should be the episode title, but no. No, no. We got a lot of foot uh, traffic from uh, <laughs> yeah. some unsavory people. Yes. One more thing I want to mention about Twitter. I saw one engineer. Uh, you know, Elon has to recoup his forty-four billion because, in addition to buying Twitter in as part of the uh, sale, I guess, of buying Twitter for forty-four billion, uh, he gave Twitter. Twitter incurred a ton of debt. 
as part of the sale because it's just weird rich people things. Yeah. So now Twitter has to make money quick. I think part that's part of the reason why he had he unloaded so many people so quickly is he wanted to cut down on payroll. He now wants to kill the lunches, the free lunches. Uh but he said so he he's trying to do these uh, payments for content creators is his idea, you know, like basically to allow people to get paid for posting content and video uh, content on Twitter. Like he thinks he's going to compete with YouTube and, and have people post their long form videos on Twitter, which I don't really go to Twitter for long form video. I go to Twitter for short clips. Yeah, uh, and and mostly I I go to Twitter for for text uh, based content. No. Uh, now, uh, with now you mentioned Pornhub, this is where I'm going, Sid. In terms of paying content creators, one idea that was floated was to compete with OnlyFans and allow adult creators to post uh, video content behind paywalls. So essentially, just like OnlyFans, you could uh, post a video and say, "Here's me doing the dirty. Pay five bucks to unlock this video." If he wanted, couldn't Elon Musk have just bought OnlyFans? Just cut to the chase. If that's what you want to end up with, you could have just bought that probably for less oh, than Twitter cost. As, as part of this quote-unquote bloated staff, there were people uh, researching this. There was a, uh, I forget the term for the department, but it's like kind of like a... Rip-off artists? No, no, no. It's like legal ethics, like a legal and ethics department, essentially. He's researching like, like what is the worst thing that could happen? Uh, with this thing. And of course, the worst thing that could happen when you allow adult content, premium adult content, is that there could be child porn on there. And they basically deduced that there would be no real way to prevent people from posting child porn and charging for it uh, on it. And that essentially the chances are are of child porn getting through uh, Twitter getting in trouble and getting sued and getting a, a multi-dollar lawsuit, that, that is way too big of a risk to explore this kind of OnlyFans option. Don't people already post adult content on Twitter for free, and therefore could they not post child porn already? They there. It's a constant uh, thing that they're dealing Well, not anymore because that whole department quit. But uh, yes, uh, it, it's a big problem. It's something they're act- they actively fight or they were actively fighting against, I should say. And it was a big problem. And it was some. They had a whole team dedicated just to watching sure little kids get jerked off. Uh, well, <laughs> there was a moderation. There's been nightmares, like horror stories, of people on these kind of moderation teams uh, that like basically have PTSD from I'm sure so, so much of the stuff and moderating it. Yeah. But then, and, so and the worst the part is that they, they weren't even, it? uh, there more yeah, the, the, there's with? no, there's no one moderating right now. Uh, all the moderation department completely are gone. <laughs> basically say or post whatever the fuck you want on Twitter right now. A lot of people are joking, uh, uh, that, uh, you, you could basically post copyright, like you could post NFL clips without their, permission <laughs> without their express written consent and nobody's there to stop it dusty rhodes muscle must be like job looking at kitty porn wow <laughs> oh. fucked up. that's that's too far there is not an r.i.p a live cast mastodon page i refuse to join mastodon I why i thought you I mean, like i don't that want to say i refuse 
Uh, I love Matt. That's exactly why I refuse to join the social <laughs> network. How, there's only one Mastodon to me, <laughs> and they're the they're the makers of Blood Mountain. Oh. Is that their website, the social media app? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, what uh, you already have to be clearly a psycho to be looking at that type of uh, material. But imagine the next level of being a pedo, and you just don't even care that you just posted on a social media platform. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just seems like so, so brazen. Like I yeah. feel like in my mind, like pedos are like wary of everything, you know, and they do their, they have their little plots of how they go and pursue children or, you know what I mean? Or they, well, it, I don't know. How, like, I'm just saying like, I don't, I, I feel like you would be scared of getting caught, but to just put it on Twitter. Mm. Like, yeah, that seems so crazy. And well, also, all a lot of sex workers are really concerned because Twitter is the only. They don't want kids taking their jobs. Well, oh. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, come on! Twitter's the only social network that allows adult content. You can't even you can't yeah. do it on Tumblr, can't do it on Facebook, and you so can't. oh yeah, uh, a lot of these models have essentially built entire careers off promoting on Twitter. And, and this is why we need a wall. We need to keep these Mexican children away <laughs> from our sex worker jobs. <laughs> They send. They're not sending the best children, folks. <laughs> the flat ones, sex. the underdeveloped <laughs> ones. <laughs> not even in puberty. No near <laughs> essential casting. Little chode boys. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> 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 Trying to sneak him back into America across the border. Fucking JTT. We know what you're up to. I tell you, I work with Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone too. He was fantastic, great kid. But if he starts doing porn, I'm out of here. <laughs> Leaving you know, the country. Wouldn't being a Twitter content moderator be the perfect job for a pedophile? Yeah, I guess. But then you have point. to remove it. <laughs> but you yeah, get to look at it, first it. Yeah. In a con- in like a legally condoned way. It's like those ads where they, you know, they uh, try to lure in like neck beards. Uh, to you can be a game tester for fifty five dollars an hour. <laughs> Do what you love. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, it really is that. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if there have been uh, pedophiles kicked out of moderation teams after being out or such. or pedophiles who join moderation teams that are then kicked out of their pedophile clubs for being narcs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. It goes both ways, Rob. What if they just take the job to like be uh to gum up the work so that they they're there to be a moderator, but they don't moderate anything? It's possible. Yeah. Well, I, I, we shouldn't yeah. be giving them ideas. Like someone might like volunteer for Twitter now. Well, I just want to say, if there's any known pedophiles listening, just turn us off because you're certainly not turning us on. <laughs> wow. How do you know? How do you know? Maybe one of them is really attractive, Rob. Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're a pedophile, that's an immediate no for me. You could be turned on by a pedophile as long as no. they're of age and they're not showing you their porn. But like right. if a pedophile was jerking off in front of you, you might be into it, Rob. Don't deny it. If yeah. I knew they were a pedophile, no. No. What about Kevin Spacey? You don't find him attractive? No. <laughs> even even before I knew he was a pedophile. Let's see. Who should help me come up with a, someone who... A sexy pedophile for Rob. <laughs> yeah. Someone who is accused or has been caught uh, being a pedophile who would be attracted. The principal from Ferris Bueller? 
No, never into that guy. Roger Clemens. He's an athlete. No, not my type. Not my type. Pete Townsend. No. Wait, who was just caught grooming some? Oh, well, Leo DiCaprio. That's not who I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I'm not really into him anymore. He's he, he's aged out of a trap. Oh. He's a little puffy. He's a little puffy. Yeah. He's he's a good looking guy. Leo. Now he's too old for someone else. Yeah. Still got a boyish face, I would say. He look, probably yeah. looks like he's 30s. He's attractive, but like, yeah, like not. He's still a handsome man, but if you didn't know what he really looked like say. before because of his movie career, you might think he was an attractive man, but mm-hmm. you know that he looks worse than before. Yeah. Dusty Rose Ruffler says Terry Garvin. Is he a pedophile? <laughs> Terry Garvin was a pedophile. No, I think uh, you're thinking of the. Uh, it's not Terry Garvin. Oh, yeah, it is Terry Garvin. Yeah. Is that right? I wasn't aware of this. Uh, song. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. He was the guy that hired the Ring Boys. Oh. oh, or or somewhere I forget. Yeah, but no relation to Ronnie Garvin though. The oh, ones that no? Mel Phillips was uh, was molesting. Yeah, like him, Terry Garvin and Mel Phillips were like similar. Who's Mel Phillips? He was a, a ring announcer. For, uh, he was like the second tier Howard Finkel for the B shows that okay. they used in the eighties, and he was turned out he was molesting ring boys. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Garvin was openly homosexual. Uh, and in the 90s, Garvin was accused of sexually harassing an underage ring boy who was fired from his job after refusing Garvin's advances. He later reached a settlement with WWF. Garvin, as well as Pat Patterson and ring announcer Mel Phillips, resigned after the incident. Owner Vince McMahon was interviewed on Larry King Live regarding the incident. And during the wrestler, during the broadcast, retired wrestler Barry Orton called in and accused Garvin of sexually assaulting him in 1978 when he was 19. Barry Orton is Randy Orton's uncle. Yes. Orton also accuses Garvin of harming his wrestling career after the sexual advances were declined. Orton spent most of his life as a jobber, despite being part of a famous wrestling family. Barry Orton. Oh, okay. So uh, Garvin, yeah, so him and so what I remember also about this is that like they knew and it was only until someone was about to expose them that they fired him. Vince McMahon talking to Larry King in like in like 1995 or whatever is like Vince McMahon looking into a future mirror. That's very scary. You're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to Vince McMahon about pedo molestation. He's just staring at Larry King thinking, I wonder how this guy would look jacked up on steroids. (laughs) Let's Let's, get to work. work on that. Uh, The quick man cometh said, if you're a pedo, give us a call at one, two, three, wide nut. That'd be more narrow nut. But yeah, I was gonna say most of them probably don't have wide nuts. Well, the pedos might. The, the yeah. Children wouldn't. You would think. Rob, call that number. No. <laughs> Imagine Come there's on. like a parallel universe live cast where they just talk about fucking child porn all day long. I mean, ironically enough, one, two, three is also the age range for pedos. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. After four, they're too old. You yeah. Oh, okay. You don't want that peach fuzz. That that already sort of kills. Peach the fuzz fun. at four. <laughs> I don't know. Is that when? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know before? anything about this. <laughs> Rob, Rob <laughs> when do you notice peach fuzz growing in on your friends? Moving on, uh, I want to talk, uh, Darren. You had a, a 
a story you wanted to share. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is the best segue I wanted for it, but sure. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, can we take a break and come back? Uh, I go. I go to a. Uh, I'm taking college classes, so I'm a film class, and we had this woman in who was a costume designer for like 50 years. It was like talking about like since the 60s, late early wow. 70s. She was on as good as it gets. It was like the the most famous movie she did, but she's done a zillion different things. Broadcast news, she was on, and lovely lady. She, I I was telling you guys before the show, she's like the good twin of Mrs. Divitelli. She's like a real New Yorker, but kind hearted and sweet. She's great at telling stories and stuff. And uh, so, you know, she gave a whole backstory about how she got into the business and what, you know, she, she became, she was a Broadway actress and she became a costume designer because she wanted to do movies. And at the time she said there was like a glass ceiling that you couldn't get into the business because if you were a woman, so that was like the one traditionally woman's job uh, that you could break into. Mm. And she wanted to use that as a stepping stone, but it turned out she really loved doing it. So she just stayed a costume designer. But, uh, you know, we asked her a bunch of, like, like relevant questions. And I was like, can I ask you a frivolous question? She says, sure, go ahead. And I said, I was looking through your IMDb page, and there's so many great movies. I just wanted to ask you about one of the lesser uh, well-received movies that's on there that has to have great stories about it in terms of costume design, and that's Norbit, which she oh, also no. worked on. Oh, my and she immediately lit up. Her fa- she threw her head back and went, ah! I sounded like so. Remind has, us, what's Norbit? Norbit is an Eddie movie. Eddie Mur- Eddie movie move Murphy, <laughs> an Eddie Murphy movie, a later Eddie Murphy movie, which is widely critically destroyed. Uh, and it's basically the Nutty Professor three because it's just he puts on a bunch of different outfits and plays different characters. But um, he's like he plays himself, and he plays a he plays like a, a nerd, with, uh, and uh, he also like a guy who's picked on by everybody. And he also plays like a 350 pound woman who is in love with his, his real self and who abuses the shit out of him. So there's a lot of fat jokes and it's just Eddie Murphy in a fat suit, basically for the whole half of the movie as a woman. Uh, and she told a story that, uh, you know, she didn't design the fat suit. It was the, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy Murphy. It should be the, uh, episode title. Um, she, <laughs> she told a story. Well, she doesn't design the fat suit. That's like the FX department, but she had to put the clothes on the fat suit. Oh my she God. had to make, make it realistic and look like a woman with her like breasts and all her fat rolls hanging Jeez. out. And she said they designed, she was working with the SFX team for like two or three weeks to design this fat suit. Eddie Murphy not communicating with them, not doing fittings at all. He sent his, his cousin in to do fittings because they're like the same size. Oh and then they God. had to text pictures back to Eddie Murphy. And then he showed up on the set. This is the first time he's interacting with the fat suit on the set. They're about to shoot. And he goes, it's too hot. I'm not doing it. Oh my I'm not, God. I'm not wearing this thing. Wow. So they had to scrap the whole thing. They had to use a, like a prototype fat suit that was less hot. And he agreed to do that. They said that she said it looked like shit and it wasn't supposed to look better. Uh, but then she started saying, other than that, like this was one of the best movies that she loved to work on. Cause it was like, usually the director comes in and says, you got to do this, 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 this. And this was just like, use your imagination. Like just be crazy. Like there was no the oversight. Yes, exactly. It was no oversight. 
or little hardly any oversight. And she it's just so weird that this woman worked on like as good as it gets in broadcasting. She worked with Lawrence Kasdan. She worked with all these great directors. It's like, oh, I loved working on Norbit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay. Wow. You never know. You never know. Yeah. What's a good shoot and what's not. Yeah, because I mean she doesn't care if it's a good movie or not. She just cares about like how enjoyable and easy her job is. And that could exactly. be anything. And if they're Guterino, just like, yeah, we don't care what it looks like. You just whatever you want, it's fine. You want to check I've, out early, that's okay too. Some of these guests as she oh, she also referenced this too. She said uh, as soon as someone says that, they're dead to me. Like I, because you, you're like devaluing, like you know what I mean. Like you're devaluing what they do. Like good, good fucking do. Like there's a difference between have fun with it. You know, yeah. here's what I want. Have fun with it. Have an imagination versus mm-hmm. eh, ask the actors what they want to do. Like fuck it. You know what I yeah. mean? Because then it's like you saying the costumes don't matter. I yeah, thought that was like an interesting point. Makes sense. And I'm sure that permeates the rest of whatever that film shoot is. If that doesn't matter, then nothing matters. It's just a paycheck, and we're just get in, get out, move on to the next thing. I just thought it was great that this like 70 plus year old woman like threw her head back in pure joy at working <laughs> on the movie Norbit. It just made me appreciate the movie more. Like I th- honestly think Norbit's kind of dumb fun. You know, it's not I've that, never seen it. It's not a horrible movie. It's just like it knows that it's dumb. And it's like I, so I was like, eh, but now I kind of want to watch it again and just like you know, study the fat suit, study the fat suit, and also watch it with the pure joy that I saw in her eyes. Like try to take, <laughs> take, imagine her standing on the set giggling or something. Do you have her contact info? Maybe we could do a watch along for Patreon, and she could sit in. I do like a director's her. commentary. All these guests always say, email us anytime if you want. Like someone to put in a good imagine word for we you. did that. <laughs> I would love. I don't know if she'll do a watch along. Discussion. But I'd love to like talk to her, yeah, or ask her about Norbit at least <laughs> in more depth. Yeah, that could be your thesis. Imagine it's just like fifty <laughs> pages on Norbit. She also, well, we I spoke to you about this privately too. She was working on a new television show, which is about uh, a Jewish Orthodox Jewish police officer in the NYPD who solves <laughs> crimes using the Torah. <laughs> Is the NYPD that accommodating? They're like, sure, you never have to work on Saturdays. We're fine with that. No, no. Friday nights, no Saturdays. Of course not. This is a pure fantasy. It's called The Calling, by the way, if you want to check oh my it out. God. We're considering... what, I, it's just like we've had every kind of genre mashup in music, so now we're doing the same thing with TV shows. Dusty Rhodes Muffler asks, <laughs> what's her OnlyFans? Um, pretty sure she doesn't have an OnlyFans, but I can ask. We want to watch the trailer for the calling. How do we sure. <laughs> it's on the cock. No, don't say that. <laughs> Peacock, that is. This job, it would be easy to lose faith in humanity. Ugh. It would be a mistake. This is Christopher Walken impression. This is my son, Vincent. He's missing. I don't oh, believe this accent. He's missing. Sometimes serve me. I don't I believe like this actor is Jewish. I want to learn how you do your job, how you think. He also doesn't have a kippy on his head. I don't what he does. Yeah, I know. What is going on? David here? E. Kelly did this? No things without knowing them. All I can suggest at the moment is. Danya? I don't know my husband anymore. Barry Levinson is involved. Jesus Christ, there's actual. 
We still got unsolved murders. We're gonna Heavyweights. put detectives on a bomb scare? Yeah, related. Something's missing. You feel it. Are you a good detective? I go to sleep with Vincent in my head. I can wake up with him in the morning. Speaking ah, of pedos. Do I need to take you off this case? Almost there. It's possible he knows something about the bomb. He doesn't. You think your son is dead? I wanted to ask her if she picked out Yarmulkes for this uh, show, but I was too intimidated to ask. Concerns that you're losing. She was so sweet. I didn't want to do any joke questions. <laughs> Some point in our life, as a what do I do moment. Peterino says Dustin Mizzou for lip prints. <laughs> that's a that's a classic response. Thank you. That was great. That made me laugh. But. <coughs> That trailer doesn't tell me anything about. I wouldn't know that Nothing. the cop was Jewish or anything from that trailer. Agreed. I only knew that by googling it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm very confused. Well, they don't. I mean, it's CBS, probably like seventy. No, it's Peacock. Oh, is it Peacock? NBC, right? But like ninety-five percent of their audience is probably Middle American Christians who are not that fond of Jewish people. So. The, the the Jewish cops. His character's name. Mm-hmm. Avraham Avraham <laughs> they were so lazy in the writing they were just like what what's his first name Avraham what's his last name same doesn't matter whatever just same name twice and his, his parents are like what Avraham isn't enough <laughs> he's the detective so nice they named him twice mm-hmm. <laughs> why does this exist why is David E. Kelly do like did he write this in like an afternoon and they made a show out of it? I just, yeah, but maybe Peacock just gave him a stupid amount of money. Yeah, he's I like, guess. yeah, I guess. Why does okay, Peacock you could have, have this that draft? Kind of money? You could have this draft I've been, <laughs> I've been blowing blow off or something like that. Oh, and the, this, the guy playing the cop is actually Jewish and he grew up in the Hasidic Jewish oh. Satmar community in Jerusalem. Oh, wow. God. Okay. Well, authenticity. But no kippy. Two of the most unpleasant people mashed up into a show. Jews and cops. Oh, I mean Orthodox Jews. You know, oh, I he have, was also I on he was on point. Unorthodox also. <clears throat> he was on that show. What was that show? Remember that was the one with the woman, uh, the Orthodox Jewish lady in Williamsburg who like escapes the community? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never watched. That was good. Yeah. And now he's playing the cop that would go hunt her down. Uh, Dusty Rose Muff- Muffler said, Boutros, Boutros, Golly. But the way you wrote it, it looks like goalie. I just pictured Boutros, Boutros, Golly playing hockey with pads. <laughs> Did they have like intramural United Nations sports? <laughs> well, he'd be the, the referee then, right? He was uh, like representing a country. I guess that's true. I don't know. <laughs> he would want to get into the fun, though. He had I mean, to with that in. name, yeah. would have to. Oh, Dusty Rhodes Velfler with a great question. Are they going to do a Lebby Kletsky episode? It's a natural. <laughs> if they're not going to do it, they're missing out. Darren, yeah. reminder our newer listeners who Lebby Kletsky is. Lebby Kletsky was a young seven-year-old boy who was uh, seven murdered. Seven-year-old baby. Murdered by a, uh, he was an Orthodox uh, Jewish child who was murdered on his way home from school, kidnapped and then uh, cut apart, put in the freezer. His body parts were put in the freezer by another member of the Orthodox Jewish community. And there's a big Shonda and a scandal. And we have a song about it. 
a parody song because we like to laugh at things like that. Find the humor in tragedy. Let's see. How old would Levy be right now if he was still alive? Let me guess. So I'm going to say 22 because that feels like it was about uh, 90 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, no, actually, let me revise that. If he was seven, uh, it was really in the beginning of our show. I'm going to say I'm going to say 17. He, was, he would be 20. Oh, okay. It happened in 2011, and he was eight years old. I was about right the first time. Oh, wow. Birthday, July 29th, 2002. Sad, but Man. true. Pour one That's out a, for Lebby. We were probably doing our old college radio show on that day when he got murdered. No, we already had the live cast. I mean, when, when he was born, I mean. Oh, um, when he was born. I don't know why I said murdered. Yeah, when he was born. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He was so he was probably within a few blocks of you guys <laughs> while you were doing the college radio show. That's a good point. That's roaring good point. out of his mother's hole. Oh Jesus! You make it sound like a meteor being uh, broken off from a planet or something. <laughs> he burned too brightly to last long in this world. R.I.P. Alebi. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Rest in pieces. <laughs> oh no poor boy gonna make a nice uh, seda roast uh, out of his arm uh, put, put the head away for a little uh, Hanukkah treat a little <laughs> we did so many food jokes back then I can't I mean, like one after the other we just had a food joke about Jewish food and Levy Kletsky's body parts that's a great listen. If you go back and listen to the week, if someone knows the number of the episode, when we found out that story, we were like kind of in heaven, honestly. <laughs> we're we're on a roll. People. Yeah, I mean, it's an absurd story. You got to admit. Yeah, oh, for that, sure. We're not, we're not rooting for people to be sliced up and murdered, but like once it happens in such a bizarre way. you know. Is this killer still alive? Oh, I don't know that question. Levi Aaron. Look him up, Sid. Let's do some research. He he sells jeans now. They let him out. Work release. Sure. Ooh, there's a murderpedia page for Levi Aaron. How nice. Oh, why is there a murderpedia? He has been he was sentenced forty years to life, so I guess he's still in prison. Maybe we could get him to sit on the Norbit viewing as well. You know what the best punishment would be is just to take. Um, Lebby Kletsky's body parts and uh, make steaks out of them. Put them right outside his cell so he just can't reach it. Let him look at that forever. Get a freezer. Well, did he eat any parts of Lebby or did he just cut them up so he could hide them? Well, I don't think he got to eat them, but uh, you think he I, was thought going he, to... I thought he was planning to eat them, yeah. Well, you know, dry-aged steaks are like very expensive, so this, that, this is like 11 yeah. years of aging. You can't freeze them, though. That's so tacky. You can't freeze good meat like that. <laughs> it just ruins the flavor. Yeah, it, it, it's no. the tenderness is just gone. Well, there's like not much cute. meat on the bone anyway. You got to get a Lebby Kletsky humidor or something like that. Oh, my God. That sounds <laughs> oh, like a no. good hardcore band name. Put them in a smoker, like a smoke cabinet. Lebby Kletsky smoker. We have fun here, don't we, folks? <laughs> He sadly never got he never got to be old enough to smoke. 
You never know. Maybe, yeah, he maybe Levi gave him a cigarette before he <laughs> did the deed. Yeah. Like they do when they like put you before the firing squad, you get a, a smoke. You're going to die anyway. What's the harm? <laughs> Have one cigarette. Dead Meshuggah to walking. For your last meal, would you like a little you? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a little right. toenail appetizer or something. Yeah. You know. He's nice and, uh, probably, probably How did nice we get and... here? Nice and plump. Oh, because of the, the calling, the TV show. Oh my God. I, I really do hope they do a ripped from the headlines episode of Lebby Kletsky. That would be phenomenal. It didn't, I mean, we're joking, but I could see that happening, right? Like they just scour the news. Some production assistant. Yeah, is like, why not? Look at the story I found. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do like them. Hasidic crime stories, it's that or yeah. like the misappropriation of taxpayer money at the schools. And that's not really like a fun murder cop storyline. So you got to go with Lebby. Right. <laughs> ah, well. Yeah. R.I.P. Lebby once again. What uh, we, you know, what we could do that would well. be an amazing Patreon episode is if we do like a Tad Stakes field trip to like the abduction location and like oh. the murder house. Oh, that's it's we, all like we try the stakes a few blocks. Like yeah, that's so funny, Sid. Rob objected to it on moral grounds, and Sid thought you meant that it's too far to go to. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. Like it's right here. Wait a minute. Maybe Rob did mean that. Is that what you meant, Rob? No, no, no. I meant the moral grounds. You got it. What if we got some <laughs> J2 pizza and ate it outside the murder house? Oh, well, that changes things. <laughs> what if there's still some little pieces of Lebby somewhere? Oh, my God. The, put them on the J2 oh, pizza. No. <laughs> Leberoni. Yes. Let's <laughs> <Clutch> trophies. <laughs> oh, my God. Worse wow. on pizza, pineapple or Lebby Kletsky? Pole. Um, uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough one. I, say I, I have to taste taste the Lebby. Yeah, you, the thing uh, is, here's let me throw this at you. Like your instant reaction might be Lebby Kletsky, but think about this: you might taste Lebby Kletsky, and it just tastes like meat. You're definitely going to know pineapples on your pizza. It's true. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not as apprehensive about try. I have I've yet to try pineapple on my. Pizza. <laughs> I thought you were going to say about trying about trying Lebby on my pizza. Uh, no, uh, I went to this newer pizza place in Williamsburg called Lindustry, and I highly recommend it. Uh, very very good new spin on classic New York pizza, uh -huh. and they have you know they have the traditional slices. Uh, they do their pies. They put burrata cheese on the pies. It's like a softer ricotta. <laughs> uh, and, and that was really good. But so one of their special sli slices of the day was a slice with uh, banana peppers and like sea salt honey. And I was blown away how like it was sweet and salty at the same time. I know, Sid, you don't like sweet and savory. Might not be for you. But it made me think, oh, maybe a pineapple on a pizza could work. Like, I could see how the sweetness can add to the, the flavor. But, you know, I still, I'd have to try it. 
My issue with pineapple and pizza is not that it's sweet. It's that it's acidic. I don't like the citrus mm, on my pizza. I just don't like pineapple. I don't like pineapple off pizza, really. I like pineapple very much. Yeah, I love pineapple. I don't need it with cheese. Yeah. I never I had pineapples. Like, mozzarella would make this even better. I don't no. put I don't put pineapple in the like disgusting food bin. Like it's it's just a neutral thing that I don't crave or like that much. That's fair. But I spe- it doesn't help the pizza. I'll say that. Yeah, no. It's also, but at the same time, I will qualify that and say I don't find it offensive to put pineapple on pizza. Like if other people want to eat it, I don't go like, "What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here! It's not pizza." Like I don't really. Yeah, it I doesn't agree. bother me, but I I would not. I don't enjoy it. Live your life. Do what you need. There are other incidents of food that that I would say that for. Like what? Uh, I, the joke is like ketchup on hot dog, but that's I play that up for a joke, so that's not really even true either. I just think it's a funny trope, you know. Mm-hmm. But the so ch- Chicago pizza is the one, like deep dish. That one, yeah. that one actually bothers me. That's not. I mean, we are playing it up for laughs too, yeah. but it, it does actually bother. But we're lucky enough that there's not many situations in New York where we're going to be out eating and somebody's going to be even be yeah. able to order a deep dish. Yeah. Everyone's so ashamed to serve it in this city, right? For in our safe pizza bubble. Mm-hmm. Rob, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, I had a few different pizzas yesterday. I went on a bit of a pizza tour. Why? Uh, with uh, shot a little video with AEW star Brody King, who's also mm. the singer of this band God's Hate. Uh, and so we went to John's of Bleecker, which was a very good slice of pizza. Have you guys eaten at John's? I don't know. Don't think so. Oh, really? You guys should have. It's like one of those cliche, like famous New York spots. Mm. It was. Pre- I, I actually was very impressed with it because what I liked about John's was it was like a middle ground between the traditional like street slice that you would get and like a fancy brick oven pie. You would get it like a fancier upscale Italian restaurant. It was like somewhere in the middle of both. So I thought that was a very nice. It was great because we went to four different great pizza places and the slices were great in their own ways. We actually talked to one of the proprietors of Lindustry and we asked him his favorite slice. And he was like, my favorite slice is the slice that's two blocks away. We didn't have this thing where, you know, what's the best pizza? It's pizza is great. And there's many different ways to make it. Everyone has their own spin. I thought it was like the right way to kind of look at it. You know? So he's basically course- saying, don't come to my pizza place unless you live on the block. Uh, I mean, they've got plenty of business where it's, you know, they, it's fine. That place is doing very, very well. If we do want to uh, plug pizza places, I had I went to a good one. I just and this I want to before I even say that I want to say this is sort of the joy of living in New York. Like part of the fun for me is trying the new ones. Like even mm-hmm. if it looks like a hole in the wall, you may go in. Those are some of the best it, ones. Sometimes it may, it may be great. So I like that I roulette wheel. Although sometimes you can be disappointed. But I did that the other day because I was working in Chinatown. And I went to this place. Uh, it was like a little outside of Chinatown. It was uh, traditional Italian pizza, and it's called Famous Calabria. Wow! Like seriously, mm. top top tier top tier pizza. And that was like it's I famous. wouldn't say a, I wouldn't say it was a hole in the wall, but it wasn't like an upscale pizza place. It was nicely decorated and clean, uh, but very small and. Just a regular pizza joint, like not. It wasn't trying to do anything fancy. They had like three, four different slices. But wow, like I was dreaming about that pizza for Damn. like a week. It was that good. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. Famous Calabria, know. if you're in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, we ended at LMB Spumoni Gardens, which we had to do. Nice. And so just you amazing. Went that, that far afield, all around the city. And oh, my God. That, yeah. Was, I spent all that so food many in hours your car. All yes, that food in your belly. Yeah. We what was this? Go, where's this video going to appear? Maybe on Knotfest. Oh. Yeah. Maybe on the squared circle. I don't know. It was originally supposed to be like a wrestling video, uh, but then I was going to wrestle you. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, like a more wrestling centric video. But then Ah, garlic knots on a pole match. Yeah. Uh, But it should be a fun video. I like Uh, that better. I like when when you talk to a person else, like they talk about wrestling all the time. Yeah, or if you talk to a guitarist, they talk about music all the time. Yeah, talk to yeah we honestly barely talked about wrestling. We had one little tangent about how much we all love the great Muda, <laughs> and that was basically all the wrestling we talked about. We just talked about pizza or music the whole time. It was pretty fun. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of shitting on AEW for bringing the great Muda into that time. And I don't understand it. Like it was just such a nice pop. It was, you know, it wasn't brought in to be the main event or anything. Like he was, yeah, just a nice, nice, empty nostalgia. Like just enjoy this for what it is for two seconds. You know, I really love that. Sid, what are your memories of the great Muta? He was my favorite. He was my he, favorite. He was one of the best. He was the best. He was great. He got, for but what's was funny is he got over in the eighties in U.S. wrestling without talking, which is like insanity. Yeah. You know. Well, I think also a big part of that is because he was a very, very good, flashy pro wrestler. He did a lot of innovative moves. He was the first person, I believe, in the U.S. to do a moonsault. And he the first had, one I saw do it. First yeah, and he had, it, that's for sure. Yeah, he had a very appealing aesthetic. <laughs> he would come out with face paint. Uh, he would look like a, you know, like a, a warrior. Uh, and he sprayed mist, which was so yeah. cool. He was the only guy I, at the time, really, to spray mist. I guess the great, there was the great Kabuki as well. But I, I think I saw Muda before I saw Kabuki. And Killer Khan did that. Remember when he, he briefly feuded with uh, Hulk Hogan in the 80s? He was like basically a main event jobber. Like he, I actually don't remember that. When, when, yeah. when was this feud? Oh, I, I'm going to guess like 1985 or 6. So after yeah. WrestleMania 2, between uh, Bundy and Giant? It was one of the filler feuds that Hulk Hogan had, like a minor. It was just never went to a pay per view or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like in between, maybe in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. But I remember he injured Hulk Hogan by spitting the mist on him, mm. and they had this. And he was managed by Mister Fuji, and he had this of whole uh, this whole feud. And then Hulk Hogan beat him, and then it was over. It was like how remember when Hulk Hogan feuded with Kamala? It was like the same. Oh, okay, same. so it's like basically for Saturday Night's Main Event or something. Right. It was like filler, filler feud. He's never, never in any danger of losing. Do you have Killer Khan's uh, image up there? Let's see. WWF. Oh, I do remember him now because. Oh no, no, no! This is somebody else. Max Who would was not like Killer Khan. This is good because he was Mongolian. Yeah, he was a real stereotype. He's basically Great Khan is doing his gimmick right now. There he is in New Japan. But Great Khan is a much better wrestler. There was a WCW wrestler that played like a samurai as well. I remember. I'm trying to remember his name. A who? WCW samurai? Yeah, like Vampiro? it was very racist. Vampiro. Uh Let me see. Vampiro! 
I put Japanese, a fake Japanese wrestler, and it gave me uh, the fake thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Akeem. <laughs> Did he do that too? Just impersonate every race of people? I don't think he impersonated I'm a Japanese person, but maybe. I'll find it. I feel like we've talked about it before. Though. I don't remember a fake Japanese guy in WCW. It might have been after my time. Hmm. Potentially. Are you thinking of Taka Michinoku? No. You're just going to say he's every Japanese. Japanese wrestler? I haven't looked at his papers. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, Who was uh, his partner? He had a partner that was even shittier. Funaki. Shofunaki. Yes, that's it. Shofunaki. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who looked like uh, the singer from uh, Journey a little bit to me. You, you know what I remember about Funaki? Well, it's not really about him, but remember that commercial where the kid, there's a bunch of kids on the bus, and then one kid is saying, uh, you know, anyone who tells you to do drugs, they're... Uh, that's dumb, man. Don't that they're not dumb, but it's a stupid reason to do yes. anything. Remember that commercial? The yeah. kid who he's talking to looks just like Shofunaki. That's how, that's the, my that's the Shofunaki's claim to fame for me. <laughs> then he looked like a someone else a little bit. That's that's a rough well, claim a to, fame to have. No. He wasn't a good wrestler. Well, the other thing I could choose is that he did a racist gimmick where he pretended to be speaking dubbed lines. Uh, remember oh, that? Oh, God, I remember that. Oh, my God, that's right. In, indeed. And he would move his mouth like he's speaking that... Chinese, not Japanese. In movie. And then they would play Indeed over it. That's right. And it was <laughs> hilarious at the time. Yeah. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of things were hilarious until yeah. you realized you were being a shitty person later. Yeah. Well, Vince McMahon was the shitty person, right? But I, you know, I'm, he was I'm manipulating kind of, us. That was hyperbole. I didn't really think I was a shitty person, but you get you you grow up and you get to be yeah. more sensitive about stuff, especially as a as a, a straight white guy. Like yeah. this is all a, a learning process. I, I'm open yeah. to the learning process. I that's why that's Andrew all... Cuomo, since he was a gay black woman, he... I'm gay. I am black. I am a woman. <laughs> so he even knew that the Funaki thing was bad then. Yeah. I am disabled. Just too bad we couldn't get. Uh, I am a non-molester in there. That would have been. <laughs> I do not grope titties. If that was in there, that would have been great. I am a woman who feels up other women. <laughs> Maybe he catfished people online by pretending to be that. You don't know. I I do not uh, murder old people in nursing homes. <laughs> 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 the old ladies are easier to feel up if they're not breathing. If they're near death. Oh no! What? Where? Where? How did this get here? So Sid is, Sid is saying that was the plot. Like he intentionally underfunded the nursing home. Yeah. Okay. In so order to weaken them, yeah. so that he could touch their vaginas. Oh well, that makes sense. Wait, yeah. no, that doesn't. Plan there. It's not just open misogyny, Rob. There was a plan there. It was just not like casual misogyny. Open misogyny is his password instead of open sesame. <laughs> to get into his sex clubs. I don't understand. The door to this sex club is not working. Uh, open the misogyny. <laughs> open, open. <damn> it. <laughs> Once Epstein died, all the passwords were changed. Change shame. it back to one, two, three, four, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> one, two, three, four, wide nut. <laughs> oh, back on that again. I am a non-pedophile. <laughs> I am a woman. I am a black person. I am Ru- Vampiro. <laughs> <laughs> I am Shofunaki. We got an email, right, Rob? We do have an email. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, our previous episode where we were. We played the clip of uh, the incel who was stalking a girl who told him that she was a lesbian. Uh, and so we got uh, Aaron emailing us who says, uh, Aaron, I imagine, identifies as a woman based on, on her right up here. So Aaron says, hey, guys, I wish I had caught you guys live today because I actually have a lot of input on that incel guy trying to make a lesbian straight. I am a lesbian. Not really the most attractive. No, Aaron. Aaron, you're come a smoke on. Show. Like, relax. Uh, I'm a a lesbian not really the most attractive but my wife is well Aaron I think you're really insulting your wife here because you're saying your wife could be attracted to a not attractive woman well Aaron's clearly got a great personality at the very least she likes good podcasts exactly (laughs) but my wife is attractive and I can't tell you how many times there has been some weird guy following her home or how many of her so called friends try to get her, get with her or turn her straight. I personally have been told I am just a phase, even though we're married. Men really got to get their shit together. Love you guys. Longtime listener. First time emailer. We love you, Aaron. Thank you for emailing us and, and, and giving us this input. And I have endless amounts of sympathy for you and your wife having to deal with these dumb misogynistic people uh, to uh, think that they could just turn you or your wife straight. It's something occasionally uh, my mom will ask me, like, so have you ever thought about marrying a girl? <laughs> I was just about to ask you if this happens in reverse or not, uh, your, not your mother, but like, you know, women thinking they really attracted to a man. He happens to be gay and they. I remember they can- this, was, this was a plot on an episode of The Real World once, actually, <laughs> where a girl. Uh, was really into this gay guy and she kept and like they had chemistry and she was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna what's it called i'm gonna make him straight and then she said that like they made out and he just couldn't get it up but, like turns out oh he is actually gay you know it was a seinfeld episode too <coughs> back in the day that's right i find that you know I mean, it's it's just indicative of the world we live in. It's not just women, men go suffer this too, but a lot of people in general they have their self-esteem tied up in their sex appeal. Mm-hmm. And when they're rejected for one reason or another, maybe even if it's just the person is in a relationship, like I'm not interested in going outside my relationship, they get very hurt because it's like a house of cards. Like their whole self-esteem is based on, you know, how much of they can attract the opposite sex. So when a guy says, look, I'm gay, I'm sorry, nothing against you. I'm just gay. I can see that like really hurting their feelings. And I think maybe the same thing's happening with the assholes who are approaching uh, Aaron's wife. Uh, Maybe they're just so fragile that when a woman rejects them, they can't see it as 
she has individual agency or whatever. She's had a happy relationship. She is rejecting them because they're not attractive. And then they lash out and say something stupid. Yeah, because the nerve to tell the wife of a lesbian woman that she's just a phase. Like, yeah. Wild. I, I have to think that happens at like a bar. Yeah. Like when everybody's shit faced. I can't imagine that was like in any other set. Are they saying also, it with like, both of them present, or is it like they they asked? She it. says she was told by someone that yeah. she was just. Oh, a phase. I thought I. I thought she said. Was, Aaron yeah. says I personally have been told I am just a phase, oh. even though we're married. Per- wow, that's even that's ten times crazy. worse than what I thought. I thought yeah. they told that the girl, the the girl, the uh, the wife. Yeah. Uh, that that she was dating like or, or in a relationship with a woman as a phase, but to have the person there too, that's like ten times worse. So in my mind, they must have been at a bar, and a guy went and approached the wife, and the wife said, "Actually, I'm gay. This is my wife." And he drunkenly probably must have looked over and like, "Ah, that's just a phase," and went back to like hitting on her because I, I can't even comprehend a different context. I pre- I prefer to think that Aaron rolled up with like really cool music playing. He's like, I got this. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, share man. share the ways people have rudely told you. <laughs> oh my You're gosh. just the phase with it. Follow and up. send All some right. pictures so we could say how you actually are attractive and how your wife actually isn't that. Great. Yeah, we don't have to. We won't show them on the on screen, but we'll just judge. Yeah. Uh, Maybe your wife alive- is the phase. R.I.P. Alivecast at gmail.com. Is, Rob. Uh, Oh, sorry. Email addressed. Uh, if you want to send us your feedback, you could send it as an email. You could send it as a voice memo. Just email us there. Um, Rob, maybe you being gay is a phase. Once you see Aaron, you may be stricken oh, with stricken with lust, true lust. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Uh, Rob, do you get approached by straight women? I've certainly gotten flirted with uh, in recent years, uh, but I. Or like, if I get the vibe that a girl is like uh, trying to flirt with me, I will I will quickly sneak in. Like, oh yeah, my boyfriend and I went and did this thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, just just to kind of make it clear. Now, quick uh, ch- semi Chuck Klosterman question: mm. uh, You've just gone for a, a swim at Brighton Beach. You're refreshed. Mm-hmm. You're relaxed. The it's Saturday morning. We finished the podcast. You've gone for a swim. It's about three p.m. You have nothing to do. A beautiful woman says, eh, why don't we go have sex? Fully understand that you're gay. Would you do that as a recreational activity? Now, what would have sex mean? What does that mean? Intercourse, uh, cuddling, nuzzling. <laughs> little Intercourse, teasing. The full, Penet- the full so penetration. Full penetration, penetration to completion. I don't think I could do it. Uh, <laughs> like, I could see maybe, uh, I mean, like... <laughs> What a selfish man! I could see, like, if she gives me head, I could probably. It's not selfish. I, That's your preference. That's yeah. Like, I I could probably finish. I I don't. I could see myself if I'm attracted to this woman, uh, making out, and you know, I like. I don't mind uh, playing with some boobs. What That's about cool. doing her from behind, and you just imagine it's a dude? Mm, I could I could try that, but I I don't. She imagine has a butt. Yeah, like she has a, I get butt. what you're saying. I, I, but I, it's uh, not just the butt that Rob's attracted to. Like that's just the the what the part the man has. What if she's like, like this... you know, ethnically Greek or Italian? So there's like some hair on her lower back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I would mean, like here's a, to answer your question, Darren. Like 
if I had nothing to do and like I found myself uh, and like we, we understood the the real possibility that, you know, something like nothing will happen. Uh, I would I would consider trying it out. Sure. OK, that's but but most likely it would it would lead to failure, I think. What if you were allowed to have a TV or a laptop open with gay porn on it? What if that's her kink? She wants yeah. she wants a gay man to get off to gay porn while she uh, get while she has intercourse with you. <laughs> Rob's really thinking about, <laughs> thinking about it. I'm Jeopardy thinking if music. it would be I'm thinking if it would be like a distraction or not. Like that's what I'm thinking about. Like you oh, think would she would detract add- from the gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure that's really uh, that necessary. I, I guess it gets me going. It can get me going, probably. But then it's it's really up to her performance from <laughs> from that point. What on. if you knew that her husband was in the closet, whacking off, watching you guys? I would be more into having uh, sex with the husband with her in the closet. <laughs> well, well, that's not what. That's not the scenario we're. Ah, well, that's no fun. I gotta say, I'm just so happy uh, that you came out because. This is stuff that I wanted to ask since like 2018 or something on the show, you know. <laughs> you just have like notebooks full of questions. Dusty Rose Muffler wants to know what kind of gay porn would play mm. during this. It depends what I'm into at the moment. <laughs> Say uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Say uncle is like the MMA slash porn variant that is a, a gay porn where like they fight and then one man gets to uh, no. top, top the other. No, what is it? Say Uncle what is like is like the gay version of MILF porn. Oh, what? So what was I talking about? What's that? Called? You're talking about naked ultimate combat. surrender or whatever. Na- ultimate surrender oh, is the, the straight version. version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, no. Ultimate surrender is the women fighting each other and then they they, they eat oh. each other out at the end. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's naked combat, but well, it's not the straight version. It's two women. Uh, uh, oh, I guess it's yeah, for yeah. straight men to consume mostly. There's no man versus woman combat though. It's it's either man. It's like I mean, that wouldn't be fair. Mostly. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is fighters. Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, they're like grappling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then like a ball pops out or something, dude, or a pussy is in the face. Sorry, Darren, you muted because uh, the sirens were a little yeah. out. So it's so but it's I, like a story that they're fighting that they're not really having a contest. Well, it's not like a dojo or whatever. Or like, so it's, it's like it's, a scene it's, at a dojo, like a fictional. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. we're talking about naked combat. I do want to point that they truly were one of the victims of the pandemic because they have not produced oh, no. a new fight. The real the victim. Not the 1.2 million people that died. They are the real <laughs> yes. victim. Yes. I, uh, it just points to a website called kink.com. Which oh, yeah. Isn't that like the all-purpose S&M porn yeah. thing? I guess it's I'm sorry, it's kinkmen.com, right? Because oh. kink.com would be the 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 straight guy version. I gotta say, Dusty Rose Muffler's ability to remember every piece of porn we've ever discussed, gay and straight, on this show is fascinating to me. The Czech one is called Czech Hunter. <laughs> what? Uh it, it is a pun. Good. It's a it's a the concept is basically this guy, it's a it's a POV uh porn, and this guy goes hunting guys on the street and being like, Hey, how about I give you like, you know, 50 bucks to show me your crotch. 
And then how about I give you another hundred bucks and you come back and like blow me. And then like when you're there, when he's there blowing you, he's like, oh, how about I give you another hundred bucks and I fuck you. And then like the scene progresses to eventually. uh, (laughs) What's the exchange rate? Is that more than U.S. currency or less? I would say less. But it was was an interesting scenario until you start to realize like, oh, these are just porn models. This is all fake. Yeah. This is fake. I've seen this person you in other scenes. You wanted actual like underprivileged hitchhikers compromising <laughs> themselves. I don't necessarily want it to be underprivileged. I don't. I don't want to think about that part of it. But the story <laughs> wouldn't be <laughs> valid though if they weren't really desperate for the money. That I mean, I'm sure plenty of actual port actors are also desperate for money. I mean, they are in, in some way desperate for money because they're doing this. Yeah, well, they may uh, enjoy it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Dusty Rose Muffler says, was Randy Bly on Check Hunter? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I don't think he was. Not intentionally. He doesn't, he doesn't, fit, the, he doesn't fit the demo. <laughs> he, was, he actually fell into that. Uh, they had job. a toilet cam in the prison. Oh, He was hunted by checks. It was the opposite. Right. <laughs> well, they found them. Well, he, he submitted. He uh, self-surrendered. That's the ultimate self-surrender. <laughs> They made him say uncle. <laughs> that was a condition of his release. <laughs> he had to do some gonzo check porn. Oh. Tell a- us what your obscure porn favorite porn site is. RAPLivecast at gmail.com is the email address. Let's talk about our Spotify picks of the week. Uh, every week. We uh, pick a song, we throw it on a playlist, we call it the RIPL Livecast Music Break. You can see it at RIPLivecast.com or just search RIPL Livecast Music Break on Spotify. Excuse me. I, I, uh, I'm burping up uh, the pizza from yesterday still. I, <sighs> I picked God's Hate, and the song is The Valley Beyond 818. <clears throat> and the song. This is one of the so I went to see God's Hate. God's Hate is the band that Brody King is in, the the AEW professional wrestler, and it was very very cool because I went to see his band play Thursday, and since AEW is in town, they have the big pay per view tonight. Uh, a bunch of wrestlers came and they showed support and they hung out and they watched, and uh, a few of them got in the mosh pit. It was very very cool. Was anyone and injured? Nobody was injured. Uh, and uh, this was the song with the sickest breakdown, easily. Like, the breakdown of this is pretty sick. And it was uh, the first hardcore show I've been to in a while, and I forgot how fun and completely different from metal shows hardcore shows are. Uh, just different vibes. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to New York Slam Legends Internal Bleeding because they sounded fantastic. And... uh it's it's been a while since uh, I've I've heard a band sound that good, so I very much enjoyed their set as well. They're so legends? God's hate is, I mean, they've been around for twenty five years. I've never. It heard just of means them. they're old. Uh, they've opened for Dying Fetus before. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen them open for Dying Fetus or Suffocation. I um, I, yeah, you have. I've never uh, seen either of those bands either. I've seen yeah. Fine Ditas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. That was a cover band for my birthday. That was nice. Uh, Sid, what was your pick? Um, <laughs> th- uh, there's a song that was uh, featured on uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show that to this day pops into my head on a weekly basis. 
and it popped into my head yesterday. It's a song called Do 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 Do. And I popped into my head yesterday. I was like, I wonder if this is on Spotify. I never thought to put like a Tim and Eric song on the playlist. Let's see. And it, sure enough, it is on Spotify. It is the fun song where he says, I want to meet your dad. That's an interesting looking dad. Do 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 do. And uh, it's performed by the actor Ron Oster. And uh, it's a great song. And yeah, do 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 do. I'll have to check that out. Uh, before I give my track, I want to. Uh say something about Brody King, which is I immensely respect the balls that it takes to go to AEW uh, shortly after a massively respected and beloved wrestler named Brody just died in his 30s and to show up and use the name Brody like a week later. So that takes some balls. You really have to be good in order to uh, pull that off. Brody Lee, obviously, I'm talking about. Uh but yeah, you you better be good if you show up with the name Brody like right after. That's like like joining Nirvana and your name is Kurt like right oh after Kurt Cobain died. So, is his actual uh, name Brody? I don't know, but he used that name in the Indies for sure. So, is his name? Brody? Yeah, no, it's not his, his real name. It's a tribute to uh, uh, Bruiser Brody. No. Oh, was Brody Lee a tribute to Bruiser Brody also? No, it was a tribute to Brody from the Distillers. It was because he looked like Brody from Mallrats, is why they. Oh, that's right. What? Yeah, I heard that. Really? Oh, yeah. like a six foot seven version of him, but yes. And Jason Lee is the actor, so that was the Brody Lee was like full on just a Jason Lee reference. I guess. So. Yeah. Wow. But he was Brody <laughs> Lee before going to WWE, right? Like, yes. That wasn't given to him by AEW. I have to see yeah. what this guy looks like. Yeah, he's Luke Harper. You remember Luke Harper? No, no. He looks like Bruiser Brody. Uh, Put yeah. in young Brody Lee because he looked way more like uh, Jason Lee when he was uh, a, a younger guy. <clears throat> okay, I guess yeah. Without the full beard, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. Huh? And he's dead now. He's unfortunately dead. Yeah, he had some weird, unidentifiable condition, like with his lungs or something that wasn't COVID. And he just passed away. It was very sad. It's a shame. <clears throat> My song is also related to a piece of uh, art, like Tim and Eric is. Uh, but I was watching that movie uh, Wong Kar Wai did, uh, In the Mood for Love. You ever seen that one? No. And great movie, but I, I, I didn't uh, remember hearing this song in the movie. It's called Kisas, Kisas, Kisas. And it's covered by Nat King Cole in that movie and he sings it, it's a Spanish song and he sings it with the only English, like, butchered American accent and it's insane, it's so distracting, like, because he's just he's really butchering the, the Spanish language and and made me remember that song is in a, another movie that I really love uh, which is called La Mala Educación uh, Bad Education by Amadovar okay. and it's sung by Sara Montiel, who was like the Marilyn Monroe of uh, Spain, fascinating woman. Uh, she like if you go through her life, she was in a few American movies. She always played the Mexican, sultry Mexican woman in like a lot of westerns. She was in uh, Veracruz. Um, so yeah, she's just, just awesome woman, sexy voice. It's like a torch song. Uh, Rob, I think you'd really, really, really love this. I keep recommending things to you, but. Uh, Sure. She's awesome. She's like pure sex, just amazing sex appeal, like sexual, like silver screen sex pot, you know, like a Raquel mm -hmm. Welch type. And the song, the title means maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. 
It's been covered like 97 million times, but this is the best version of it. And that movie is great, by the way. Bad Education. Go see that. It's Almodovar's best film. Fantastic. In fact, we should do a, a book club uh, panel on it. Mm. I think it's that good. Is Penelope Cruz in it? No. It's like um, it's a, a movie inside of a movie inside of a movie inside of a movie. There's like four levels to it. It's just insane. It's literally someone writing a movie, starts telling the script of the movie, and then you see the movie start in the movie. So and sort of like adaptation? Yes. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some elements to that, to it about that. But yeah, it's just nested different stories that all start happening inside of each other. It's hmm. really fantastic. That's cool. That's cool. All right. And of course, we, if you want something else to watch, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. We have tons of extra content. In fact, we have about two episodes a month of extra content that we provide for you, including. This month, we just posted both episodes. We did a one-hour roundtable discussion on the new uh, Al, Weird Al movie, Weird, uh, that we all very much liked. And we kind of talked about our love for Weird Al, what we liked about the movie, uh, and just it was a very, very fun conversation. And then what was the what do we do at the top of the month? Do we do a watch-along of some sort? or uh, I don't even know. Oh, we did the, hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did another hypotheticals where we... Answer hypothetical questions. And there's a ton of great content in the archives of our Patreon. We have about six or seven episodes of the live cast Hall of Fame where we nominate uh, just uh, just segments and, and characters and, and video clips that are legendary live cast lore and kind of revisit them and explain the history of it. And it's really fun if you're a newer listener to kind of understand some of the classic stuff we have a whole i'm oh, sorry we have a, a hour plus long roast of mike francesa i was oh that's so funny I, that was just what i was about to say and we have uh watch alongs it's kind of like a mystery science uh 3000 kind of episodes uh where we do tons of great stuff like for example we did uh, the decline of western civilization uh part parts two. one and two Part one and two, and then uh, we did one of Money Train <laughs> with Edge money and plane. Money Plane. Money Plane. Money Train, money money train. train. Money train was good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, money Plane was the one that we did. Uh, and there's a ton of watch alongs. Uh, we did the Kiss movie that was very bad. We did the Lemmy documentary, Kurt and Courtney, uh, a very, very bad documentary uh, where a British documentarian tries to prove that Courtney Love. Killed Kurt with ver no evidence. <laughs> no evidence. Basically. You will go into that movie wanting to believe Courtney did it, and he his evidence will convince you otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I was very disappointed. You oh, you wanted him to have not shot himself? I assumed it was Courtney all along. Then I saw that movie. I was like, uh, maybe not. If this is the best evidence he could come up with, maybe she actually <laughs> didn't do it. Maybe Courtney funded him knowing he was incompetent. Oh, it was an inside oh. God damn it. Wow, she's smart. <laughs> Greatest trick Courtney Love ever pulled was convincing me she didn't exist. <laughs> convincing, uh, <laughs> convincing Nick Broomfield to make a documentary. <laughs> wow, you remembered his name. Oh, my God. It's burned into my brain. <laughs> Jesus. Like we should be looking at a documentary to watch and you see his name. You just know to skip it. 
I can't get enough Nick Broomfield. We should do a Biggie and Tupac also. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think I watched, uh, I may have watched that like on, on Fuse or something one day. Because <laughs> that actually is a juicy story with a lot of levels of conspiracy. And I would like to see how he fucks that up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. So that's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash RPL Livecast, five bucks a month. If you want to throw us five more bones a month, we will crown you a top Livecast fan of the week. That gets you a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. How are we doing this, folks? You are a Czech pornographer trying to proposition each of these people to be in your POV porn. Okay. Eric, uh, what's up? Want to make some money? Benjamin, uh, you ever been with another guy before? Uh, then are are you interested in showing me your crotch for twenty Czech dollars? Do they say crotch in this? Not like <laughs> dick or something. It's just I don't know. <laughs> I would crotch like to the, see your groin, please. Crotch is the Czech word for uh, bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I am. I give you twenty euro. Come back to my hotel. <laughs> Mindy Mayor Skipper will be on the floor when I am done with you. <laughs> Jander, for this next shot, I want to frame it. Stand right into the, next to the edge of this stage right here. <laughs> Just oh, no. stand there and bend over. Shasur Sasusets, how are you? You have a nice bum. <laughs> Rabbi Ganoush, aka Justin, how much will it take? 20, 30, 40? Kettle decaf. Do you think I'm attractive? <laughs> Rob of Impero, I would like to bite you for 20 euro, please. <laughs> Hugo likes tacos, not in this pornography. <laughs> Linda Dinks, I have a dink penis for your mouth for 50 euro. Lacroix, oh <laughs> uh, you will be drinking something, but it will not be seltzer when I'm done with you. Corey and Scotty H, you seem like two wonderful people who I will not make a joke about because you are underage. <laughs> Doug Pigman. That's what the last guy called me. <laughs> Douglas, who are you, Levison? You're going to have to pay me to take you back to my hotel room. Oh, no. Hey, guys. It's Josh for $100. Take off your pants. <laughs> I don't know. This, this is a weird one. <laughs> This was a weird one. Yeah. This was the R.I.P. By the way, stands for Rob Ingested Pizza. Oh, it's true. Uh, that's our show, folks. We'll be back next week with a post-Thanksgiving hangover, post-Black Friday hangover. I guess we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.